Hello, and welcome to another episode of Myths and Stories, a Destiny 2 lore podcast. Today, we're starting a new series. Uh, we've never touched... Well, I can't say we've never touched on it before. We've never covered it before. Uh, and it's kind of the final enemy in all of Destiny, and that is the most mysterious one, the Vex. Um, this is going to be a little bit of a different approach to this. Um, the Vex are complicated. That's kind of like an understatement. <laughs> yeah. And Myth and I are going to have... Th- this first episode is going to be really, really technical and really, really heavy in information. So to better facilitate uh, the process of information from us to you, the listener, we're going to make this first one just a little bit shorter than normal. It's, it's, this is going to be very, very, very heavy on info um, of how the Vex work, how they um, do different things. We're going to try to explain the whole time travel thing with Vex because um, that's kind of it's another important part to understand. But we really want to create a baseline understanding of the Vex to then go into, hey, this is, this is now the history of the Vex. Because um, that's something that I, I've always loved the Vex. I've always loved anything with time travel. I'm a huge Back to the Future fan. Uh, love me some Doctor Who as well. Uh, so yeah, I love things that deal with time travel, and the Vex have always kind of been that enemy, uh, or been that that entity in Destiny that that have dealt with time travel. Um, so yeah, that's 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 what we're doing today. Um, so myth, where do we want to start with this? Yeah. So um, just to to reiterate uh, some of that. Yeah, shorter episode. I, at least I predict a shorter episode. Um, we'll see. Sometimes our ability to extrapolate. I was going to say, <laughs> you know us. We can derail a yeah. train pretty damn well. <laughs> yes, we can. Um, this is going to be a very informationally heavy episode. Um, technical information. Uh, like, we are delving into, um, granted, a layman's understanding of, but we are delving into things like quantum physics and the theory of time linearity and things like that. Um, oh, I'm so excited. I, so, I'm so excited. <laughs> are, are we gonna, okay. So let's, let's ask the important question up front at the end of this episode. Are we going to have the knowledge to build flux capacitors? No. Fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. <laughs> Ruin, ruined it all, myth. I know. That's I'm why sure. we can't have nice things. Uh, but what you will have at the end of all this, hopefully, is likely a headache and oh, yeah. uh, a understanding on at least a base level of who the who the Vex are or what the Vex are and how they function and why they function. Those, okay. those are the goals here. Uh, and we wanted to do kind of this primer to the Vex uh, prior to really getting into the history of their interactions with uh, different, you know, points in time and different races and such uh, in the Destiny universe, just because it it's so it's so uh, important for the full picture of those interactions with with different people to understand how they work. Uh, it really you don't understand the full gravity of like say the discoveries of Maya Sundaresh was subject 12 in the Ishtar Academy, which we'll talk about uh, it, during the series. 
you don't really understand the gravity of that without knowing like why the Vex are doing it and how they're accomplishing it. Uh, okay. So with all that being said, this is the, you know, dissertation on the Vex. I love it. Uh, I feel like we're like, <laughs> like we, I started to say anthropologists, but I guess we'd be Vexopologists. Sure. That's, I don't that, think there's I'm, a word for the study of Vex yet, so we'll I'm, just make one I'm up. I'm calling it that. Vexopology. Vexopology. There you go. But uh, so we're going to start off with what may seem a simple question. What are the Vex? Now, the Vex are described uh, as hyper-intelligent time-spanning thought mesh. Uh, they're described as such in the Soul Divisive Grimoire card from Destiny 1. A hyper-intelligent time-spanning thought mesh. Okay. So Let's we're break gonna, that down. So hyper-intelligent, I think, goes without saying. They are very intelligent in the way that a AI is intelligent. In the way that a it doesn't necessarily correlate, but in the way that a computer is intelligent, they have the ability to process information at a level unseen by anything else in, in the universe. Like beyond a quantum computer, beyond a, yes. a, 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 like I'm trying to think of what the IBM, um, Watson, I think was the, the IBM one, yep. the one that played Jeopardy and won like a bunch of money. <laughs> but yeah. like beat the other two people like hands down. So like a higher level of thinking than that. Yeah. So hyper intelligence, uh, time spanning. This one we're gonna get into a lot more, actually this one and thought mesh. Uh a little, you know, in in a a little later uh in this episode, but for now, time spanning, just take that to mean Vex exist across pretty much the entirety of time that's that's probably the hardest concept to really grasp to and well for for now for now i think the 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 way to look at it is just the vex exist in the pat there there are vex that have existed since the beginning of the universe and will continue to exist until the end of the universe like they are they are time spanning and in that vex as a species let's say i has has and will span the in, the entire lifespan of the universe. Okay, I I like that one. I like that. I know we we've we've tried to say that before of like vex vex existed all time and space all at the same time. But I think what you just said there is a much better um, low level understanding of it. Base, base yeah. level base level understanding. And we'll we'll dig into it more. Believe me. Um, but for now, we'll we're gonna keep it simple. Okay. So hyper-intelligent, they exist at any point in time in the universe, Vex exist. And this thought mesh is the next thing. So Vex are in some cases, a lot of people think of the Vex as a hive mind, uh, which is not technically accurate. A hive mind would be that there is one brain or, you know, Meta metaphysical brain that is sending uh that is sharing its thoughts with all of the other 
pieces that it's connected to all at the same time. They're all thinking the same thing. You know, it one head is controlling many bodies is a hive mind. Uh, a, a la conductor and chorus? Well, conductor and chorus actually is closer to what the Vex really are, uh, which is not a hive mind, but is a, I have a word for it here. It's the, the word isn't thought mesh, is it? Collective mind. There we go. So the difference being hive mind, like I said, is that there is one, there's only one entity thinking anything, but it's thinking that same thing across all of the things it's connected to at the same time. A collective mind is where, where each individual of a system has their own thought processes, but those thought processes, after they've been completed, are then shared with all of the other members of the system. Oh my gosh, okay. So, for example. That has some deeper... Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, all right. So, for example, hive mind, if the, if the singular hive mind says one plus one equals two, all of the individual pieces attached to that hive mind now have the same thought at the same time, one plus one equals two, because they all have the same brain. No, no individual member has its own brain with its own thoughts okay. with a collective mind. You have a single member who says one plus one equals two. In an, they are isolated from all the other members. They have their own thought process, isolated from all the other members. And in their isolated thought process, they have, they have said one plus one equals two. That information then gets uploaded and disseminated to all of the other members of the collective mind. And now all of the other members, as they receive that information, understand one plus one equals two. Can the, in, 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 a, in that scenario, can the other members of the collective come up with another idea of like, hey, can one plus one equal four, and then re-upload that and have that as like a as like a thought process to be um, well processed across the the collective mind. Yes. Okay. Whereas like a hive yes. mind, hive mind says one plus one equals two, and drone says yes, master, one plus one equals two, and that's it. Like they don't. Yep. They don't fight back going. One plus one might equal four, though, master. And then they're like, master's like, no, shut up. Yeah, with the Vex. Because they have their own individual processing, uh, you know, isolated processing, um, yeah, once, once they've received information of 1 plus 1 equals 2, they then, internal to themselves, can do whatever they want with that info. You know, that, that is now a new piece of info in their database that they can use to make decisions and extrapolations with. Okay. Well, let me, let me pose another um i guess i guess point of data i guess um what's the scale of this what is an individual vex of that collective mind 
as far as like a physical entity? Uh, well, you're talking like how much can they process, or no, no, no. what does a physical entity look like? For yeah, them? what what like if 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 this gotcha. collective mind is is that across like because again thinking of like kind of coming back to the original question of what is a vex we have a yes. de- definition of what defines vex but then like is that hobgoblin over there that i'm going to try to shoot and then name bob and now can't shoot <laughs> is that is that a single vex or or because again kind of going back to the idea of that radiolarian stuff everyone says well the vex yeah. is actually the goo inside the robot and the robot is just like a shell but as soon as that yeah. goo inhabits that shell, that shell is now its own individual vex. But that goo's got to be more than just like a single-celled organism type thing, right? Like, so then, so then, like, how many singles, like, how, if, in in a single juice box of a vex, how many single-celled organisms are there? And is that like one set of collective mind, or is that still feeding the entirety of the vex as one giant collective mind? Gotcha. So yeah, let's let's dig into that. So okay. um, to to take a step back to what you said before, uh, for anyone that was not already aware, um, the Vex are not the robotic bodies that we fight. They are, as Or said, instead the white Vex milk, quote unquote, um, in the usually center, but sometimes in some other spots uh, that is filled with that white liquid called radiolaria. I know I, uh, I threw out a bunch of words and <laughs> wasn't realizing that I was throwing out words that we need to define and describe. No, that's okay. Um, so radiolaria you can think of is the core of a particular vex unit. Um, it can kind of be thought of as that particular unit's brain. Uh, it contains that little, that packet of radiolaria that, uh, container of this liquid within that liquid are millions if not billions of silicone based cellular organisms so if we take a step back and we think about the human body we think about the human brain the human brain is made up of millions if not billions of cells of organic cells i uh, Car- carbon based cells if i'm not carbon wrong, based right? yes okay yeah we're we are carbon based light forms um and although it's you know the brain is a solid i uh, it has the same function as that little radiolaria packet of a vex which just happens to be a liquid instead um our brain, so this, this is where the, the thought process of like, well, the Vex isn't really the shell, it's the, it's the little packet of radiolaria, gets a little interesting because to a human, our brain is made up of millions of billions of cells, but those millions of billions of cells don't like they're not communicating with each other in a way that like is, is a conscious thing. You know, um, we are not aware of cell one in our brain talking yeah. to cell two about like it's, starting it's, up their mitochondria. You know, right. Like, it's not like the family guy skit where like 
the one brain cells all alone and he's like i have time to read my books now <laughs> no it's all of this is happening on like an autonomous level uh, a a a cellular autonomous level where each cell is just going through what it 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 naturally goes through to just exist essentially yeah um it it does its own you know osmosis it, it does or i guess is it osmosis or meiosis osmosis is diffusion of water between cells which is yeah. how they get um energy but then i i don't know biology is a rough time for me uh <laughs> osmosis is also a spell where you get mp back so yeah take that final fantasy uh-huh. uh <laughs> but yeah so like when it, when it, when thinking of I, I like that comparison of the um, of the human brain to the juice box center of a vex an individual vex robot because I think that that really does have a true understanding of what it is to be a or what what is that radial area but again to think of like what is a vex I think we have to do we have to be able to define what is self and we as humans the individual cells don't define themselves as self because they don't have, they can't have any type of sentient thought of themselves. They only have the autonomous systems that they can operate off of. Whereas self is that like whole collection of a single, uh, of, of a, of a set of, of organs uh, or a set of, a set of cells making up various organs and, and you know, the human body itself. And that's where that sense of self come from. So trying to say, well, that thing over there is a Vex is hard to define because I don't think the Vex have a true, like, like where, I, where like I was trying to say, like, is a single silicon cell radial area a Vex? Like, is that one thing a Vex? And it's like, not really, but yeah. not no. Yeah, it's, I think, generally speaking, we can say that a single cell of radial area is not a is not a vex. It's a piece of a vex. Sure, um, it's not. It's not like it's not like the vex name Bob, it or, right. or or vex Jill or whatever. It's just a cell of radial area. Yeah, it, it's it's no more that particular vex than a single cell of our brain is that particular person. Okay, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Uh, now, what is special, though, about the cells within radial area um, is that they're, they're not only are they silicone-based, uh, which has a whole realm of biology attached to it that we are was, not going to get into here. <laughs> I was going to ask, like, is there significance that they are silicon-based versus carbon-based? The, signif- the only significance I know as a layman is that uh, it means that they do not need to consume carbon to keep their cells working. Okay. So just a different energy source. Yeah. Cool. Uh, and in their case, um, as we'll get into uh, kind of in the next section here, uh, their energy source is pretty much infinite. Um, that seems like a really good way to power a, an exobody. Yeah, right? Yeah. But uh, so the the last bit here, so we can think of the juice box as their brain, and it functions very similarly to how our brain functions, except, uh, I mean, in the way that it gives instructions to the body, it makes decisions, um, it calculates, 
However, unlike our brain, those are the only things it does. It does not have emotion. It does not have creativity. It does not have personality. It is purely there to make make the body function, like control motor function, uh, make decisions and process information. And okay. that's it. Very, very, very um, organic computer. Yes. And not just an organic computer, an organic quantum computer. Oh, shit. That's, that's a lot of information to be able to be processed. Yes. I, so we're going to dig into that whole quantum aspect here in a second. But uh, for now, just to, again, to reiterate, VEX are not, uh, not just the metal body. Their brain is the juice box. That brain purely controls uh, processing of data, and calculation, and motor function, and it does it on a quantum level, which all you need to know right now is that means it does it faster and better than literally anything in our universe present day. I can't even compare it to anything that exists because it doesn't exist yet. I mean, if I network together like 6 million PS3s, can it? <laughs> Can it outprocess that? In I remember tenths that being of a, a millisecond. I remember that being a thing at one point in time where like a bunch of guys, you know, Harvard, Stanford, whatever, one of the Ivy League schools networked together a ton of PS3s and created like what what they considered the equivalency of like an AI computing power brain. And yeah. like this thing, a, a single VEX, an individual. And I, I think I want to start referring to him as an individual VEX unit. Because I yes. do like that idea of like an individual vex isn't just an individual cell. It's not just the juice box. It's not just the metal body. It's all of these things at once. Again, trying to come back to that idea of uh, of defining an individual as a conscious a consciousness to say I am Zor because I am all of me. You are myth because you are all of you. Like one individual brain cell out of you isn't doesn't make that individual brain cell myth. That's just another part of myth. So I, I like that idea of a Vex unit is its own individual self. That hobglob, Hobgoblin Bob is Bob because all of those parts make up Bob. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I like the... Okay, I'm get, I think I'm getting a little bit better understanding here. Okay. So the next question we're going to go on here... Um, so on a very base level, I think physically, we know what a Vex is. Yep. So next question, where did they come from? Where, where did they originate? Got to have a starting uh, point, right? Got to have a starting point. So this goes back a little bit to that time-spanning portion of the description of a Vex. Um, the Vex seem to have literally started with the universe. They, their beginning was the beginning of the universe of destiny. Is it like, is it like they exist because destiny exists and destiny exists because they <laughs> exist type, type logic? Not, not, not quite. Okay. Uh, so we're going to be looking at unveiling for this, the lore book unveiling, which I know is in kind of a contentious spot because we know now. I know. We, this, that, this last couple of seasons is really yeah. screwed with our understanding of light and dark and the entirety of of what we're even fighting in this universe. Yeah, so with, with unveiling, um, you know, we know now that unveiling was uh, written by the witness 
and it is a subjective writing by the witness uh, with their own you know, interpretation on things written in. However, uh, I, and I think Zora shares this as well, am of the opinion that although it is a subjective interpretation of information, there is uh, a lot of truth in there because I believe the witnesses people were given a vision of how the universe started. I think so too. I, I'm definitely under that belief and that that book is mostly just like their interpretation of what that yeah. vision was and then them deciding this is our path. Yeah. So if we, if we assume that although subjective, the information is factual or as factual as it can be, uh, and we look at the book unveiling and we look specifically at the chapter titled pattern fall. So in the previous chapter, uh, uh, talking about the flower game and how the flower game always ended in the same pattern, uh, all other possibilities were always snuffed out in every universe that was created uh, by this one singular pattern. Um, that pattern, as far as we can tell, is the thought process or pattern that leads a species to decide that... Uh, the only path forward is to uh, exist and everything that is not you needs to be converted to you or cease existing. Pretty, pretty much what the Vex do. Pretty much what the Vex do. I mean, just, just look at Mercury or Nessus or anywhere yeah. the Vex have touched and it's just been converted. It's all just, it's all just a conversion to them. Yeah. And... So this singular pattern has always been the end of previous universes. Uh, and this pattern from the most recent universe before Destiny's universe, which is a weird concept. It's, uh, it's just the Halo universe. Just, just go. <laughs> yeah, it's just Halo. Um, <laughs> Zer, Zer, Zer and his shenanigans existing allow that to be an actual like possibility so yeah yes. i'm just gonna put that there now uh so this pattern existed from let's say universe you know uh universe negative one uh and then the gardener and the winnower i uh, or whatever they truly were as we again subjective retelling from the witness here um, had their confrontation of a sort, and the pattern fell, quote unquote, out of its current spot, its its current universe into the new one that was created from their confrontation. And that gives us this entry pattern fall, which I'm going to read, and then we'll talk about it. So this one goes like this. The patterns that escaped the garden landed in the water. Of course, there was no water at first. The patterns were abstract waves tumbling through the fire of the early universe, trapped in chaos, cycling through desperate self-preservation tautologies, while vast beings from beyond the narrow dominion of cause and effect thrashed and battled around them. For an eon, 
They were nothing but screaming equation vermin scurrying through the quantum foam, fleeing ultimate erasure. But they were tenacious. They propagated in the saline meltwater of comets orbiting the first stars. That broth of chemicals became their substrate, and they learned to catalyze impossible chemistry with quantum tricks. And then they rained from the sky into the steaming seas of fallow worlds, and there they built their first housings from geometry and silica. In all of their transformations, they retained that kernel of ultimate self-sufficiency that had made them victors in the flower games previous. But they are not incontrovertibly destined to rule this cosmos. They were made before light and darkness. So the rules are different now, and even this pattern must adapt. So we're going to end it there. So the Vex, in whatever their precursor form was, their pre-biological form even, um, were launched out into the, you know, the Big Bang, essentially, of the Destiny universe, uh, and landed, uh, or, or eventually, like, attached themselves to the saline uh, water around the comets that orbited the first stars uh, until eventually they were, you know, probably through no designs of their own, um, but eventually those comets landed on planets uh, and eventually one of them landed on a planet that had, uh, you know, that, that perfect biological soup on its surface for them to start to evolve and start to become those single-celled organisms and uh, protect themselves with silica and give themselves form outside of, uh, you know, this previous, like, nebulous, uh, essentially, equation that they were. That's 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 the part that kind of blows my mind. Like it it seems like they existed as like individual atoms. Like not not yes. even cells. Like they literally existed in the either as individual atoms or like the negative space within atoms. Like yeah. that's that's fucking mind-blowing. Like that's that's nuts. That's genuinely nuts. Like to think of that like as as far as a scale, like they found a way to exist, and that was that was the only the only type of of programming, I guess. Um, yeah, that they had the only type of thought pattern they had was exist to exist, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And so they found a way to do so in that like i said i i i equate it to like they existed in the negative space within an within an atom cuz again thinking of thinking of the model of an atom the typical i know there's a name for it i can't think what it is i it might be grecian might be roman i i don't know um 
again, this pulling on stuff from college, and I'm just like, eh, <laughs> I drank a lot then, so maybe I don't remember a whole lot of stuff exactly point on. But uh, no, the idea of an atom where you have a, a center nucleus with uh, uh, protons and neutrons uh, e- in, in equal numbers because they, they needed to be equal, uh, and then orbiting that is uh, your set of electrons. And so um, almost like a mini a miniature universe um, it, it contained, or not a universe, a, a mini, miniature solar system contained within itself, uh, the nucleus being like the sun and then the electrons being like planets orbiting it. Um, so yeah, so that's the... Um, the Vex themselves existing just in that empty space within all of that, which is insanely tiny. Uh, to to kind of like give it another analogy is like, and again, this is this is Hollywood, but I'm going to use this analogy because I like it. Uh, Ant Man, where they like shrink down so tiny that they like are on a subatomic level because. There's nothing that we as as humans perceive beyond, like, the atomic level is as small as it gets. Like, once you get down to individual atoms, there's nothing beyond that. But then to think that there's something there at the subatomic level, that's that's kind of a big deal. And, like, we don't have anything powerful enough to, to interact with anything on that level. So, yeah, it's uh, yeah it's fun to think, like, what, what exists on that scale. Um, and that's, and in this case, it's the Vex. Until, you know, until eventually they find themselves in an environment that allows them to start to evolve beyond that scale. Uh, and so this, that was from Pattern Fall, um, from Unveiling, kind of talking about uh, how they survived the, in, the beginnings of the universe and that they came from outside of this universe. Uh, and that is why they can't, deal with paracausal powers they can't deal with light and dark because they literally come from a place that it didn't exist in that's a that's Uh, a neat explanation of that i really i really do like that explanation i think that's kind of cool that like that's that's the reason why vex can't do paracausality is because it it doesn't it's it's not like they can't compute it or something like that we've seen them compute it like hell they they simulated oryx and and computed that to ever-living hell they simulated um uh they they can simulate guardians i know they can't actively simulate uh paracausality but they can still like simulate the visual effects of it so i mean it's it's, it's not that they don't understand paracausality it's just like paracausality is outside of their realm because it was invented after they existed and since they they at, at whatever point in time they fell into this universe they had like kind of a a, they they had I don't want to say de-evolved but uh, kind of de-evolved into that um, that mm-hmm. single thought that exists to exist. Um, there is no reason to to understand paracausality, but now that it's in our universe, now they have to deal with it. Now it's the one thing that's like kind of holding them back. Yeah, and it's a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> for us. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah. Uh, so we get a little bit of information about how they showed up. Um, but to really dig into how they've become what we know them as from that point, yeah. Because how do you how do you come up with like a metal body with, yeah? Like I I'm I'm 
I'm following all this idea of like they exist in the negative space, the subatomic space in between particles of an atom, and and now they've fallen into this. You know, they they they've ridden the the tails of comets into planets, and now the primordial soup of the planet was was such that they were able to inhabit it and and evolve and grow into silicon based radiolaria. But then how the fuck does that build a robot <laughs> and then take control of it and be like, hey, I'm Robot Bob. Well, who better to tell us than the premier robot creator himself, Clovis Bray? Oh, uh, no, not all. Not, no, no, not all. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> we don't like Clovis Bray. <laughs> uh, so Clovis... In his um, lost logbook, uh, Missing Pages, uh, which was a web lore, uh, he talks in depth about the Vex uh, when he finds them on uh, the star Volantis 2082, uh, which if you're not familiar with why he was there or doing that, listen to our Braytech series around Clovis Bray. Still one of my favorite series that we've done. One of the longest, I think there's what, like 47 parts or some shit. It's like, not quite that many. It's yeah. a, there's a lot, but we did the entirety of the Bray and this is definitely, yeah. Very, can't talk about Bray without talking about the Vex and can't talk about Vex without talking about Bray. No, no. So um, Clovis had honestly minimal contact with the Vex. Uh, he used them for his own uh, machinations, but he he was not studying the Vex. Uh, they just his his obser- observations of them happened to be um, auxiliary to what he was trying to use them for. Uh, but he does give us a breakdown in his logbook here about how he thinks they came to be um, after their initial arrival at uh, you know that kind of pre. Uh, pre-single-celled organism state. So, I'm just going to read an excerpt here because the whole thing is very long. Um, But uh, Clovis has this to say. The glare of the hypergiant 2082 Volantis gives me a headache even through proxy. I wonder if the Vex evolved here in the briny sea of the first planets. Due to the absence of heavy elements worth stealing and the abundance of simple compounds for growth, they never developed predation. Why would they bother? There was always plenty to go around. Instead, the violent radiation of the early universe selected for an otherworldly resilience and for the ability to transmute energetic disaster into an opportunity for growth. The weak would be burned away by gamma-ray bursts, and the strong would learn how to harness that fire, not the oxygen fire of our own Paleolithic, but the nuclear fire of the atom. Their basic cooperative signals, food here, reduce density, generate new colony, they must have formed the basis of swarm behavior, a simple game capable of storing information in self, repeating patterns. It is not strictly correct to call the Vex a hive mind. Rather, 
They are one master pattern spread across many elements, fracturally self and similar. Very early, they must have developed armor, perhaps a hydrogel to soften gamma rays or plates of silica to trap water. They would need that shield to enter the shallows and capture ionizing radiation as fuel. No wonder they thrive near stars. Cooperation in groups, meshes of armored radiolaria protecting harvesters beneath, would promote the evolution of even larger structures. They became microscopic tools, building fortresses and mail sheets, storing the programs for those structures and the patterns of their swarms. I wonder how early they stumbled upon physics. Far sooner than humanity, no doubt. Their cellular nature provides an easy analogy for the quanta of matter, energy, space, and time. The tides of their sea would connect them to the motion of heavenly bodies. Even the deadly background radiation would make a natural observatory for high-energy physics. First, their exoskeletons were probably soft shells of shielding gelatin, just sacks of ooze. How far they've come. It is, admittedly, interesting to consider the philosophical consequences of their evolution. The Vex prove that nature is not all red in tooth and claw. Cooperation comes naturally to the Vex, whose great problem was survival in a harsh world, not a struggle over limited resources. They never found any payoff in selfishness. Human beings may require a leviathan to coordinate the laws of social existence, but the Vex are as fundamentally cooperative as bricks. Utopian? No, not at all. They are without meaning. They have no experience and no subjectivity. The Vex are incapable of conceiving any image but their own. They do not recombine their DNA to make children or form relationships with others. When the world does not match their eternal pattern, they simply alter the world to suit it. There is no difference between reality and simulation to them. The inside is the same as the outside. The two must be made to correspond. Oh, they are creative in a way, don't mistake me. But their creativity is demanding. It is the creativity of a furnace. And that's where we'll stop there. I'm I'm pretty sure I said this word for word in our Bright Tech series. But this is the most complete definition of Vex evolution. Oh, by far. This, yes. This is, I mean, this, this explains a lot. Like the, the whole reason there. So, okay. So I'm going to see if I can extrapolate what I understand from this um, yeah. and see if this is a correct understanding of what is being explained here. Uh, so he's saying that, they they existed on this planet um, in a cohabitation um, state of being, 
between each individual, ve- uh, again, I can't say Vex cell. We'll, we'll call it Vex cell, not not self or, or Vex individual, but just each individual cell just existed in this in this glob uh, for cohabitation with, e- with each other part of this glob. Mm-hmm. Uh, and from there, um, again, had to adapt to, for the, just, just for the sake of survivability rather than just, you know, peter out in the gamma radiation or whatever. Parts of it would burn off. Parts of it would get stronger. Parts of it would shield other parts of it to say, okay, well, now we need to exist further. Now we need to create uh, structures. And, and I guess that's the other thing I'm trying to understand too is like, are are these actual structures he's talking about that they created? Are these actual like, uh, what would be the equivalent to us as buildings and and houses and stuff? But to them, it's just a a conduit or a pathway or whatever a, a structure. Um, and then as well as as well as creating those, also creating the actual robots. The the what started off as what he he describes as like the the gel-based shells that then evolved into armored uh, units to help uh, protect from, you know, uh, other outside forces or whatever to then become Hobgoblin Bob, Goblin Bob, Hive Mind Billy, you know, whatever. Um, is that what's... It, it, is that pretty much what's going on here? Is that Do I have a... Am I yeah. following in my understanding here? <laughs> yeah, so... Um just to, to extrapolate on that further. So yeah, he, he theorizes that the Vex cells, the radiolarian cells, um, they never had to compete with each other for food. Right. Because they, they all had more than enough to feed everybody in their colony. Cause they just absorb energy. Yep. I guess that's, that, that's kind of a, a point to touch on there too, is like, how do these things, because again, if they exist within the realm of physics, they need some type of energy source to exist, as far yes. as like a a living being, because that's how living beings exist. They have to have energy to be able to exist, and so they what what he's saying here is that they just absorb the energy from they just anything. absorb the well. He's he's theorizing here they can absorb the background radiation of the universe that's fucking nuts dude that's you so when you say infinite energy you you really do mean infinite energy yeah because like background radiation i mean like there's radiation everywhere spoiler alert you sitting in your basement right now you're sitting in radiation but it's so minute it's so tiny that it just it doesn't matter but to the vex they can use that. They see that as like, oh, this is this is like a, a plethora of food. Like this is like a, a banquet to me. And so they can just they can just absorb that and now they have an energy source. Dude, that's nuts. Yeah. So the Vex, you know, when when we think about uh organic life as far as like us, like our carbon-based life forms, um, you know, the whole process of evolution for carbon-based life forms on earth was competition yeah was i need to get bigger and badder so that i can eat more than the guy next to me uh or i can eat the guy next to me because that's a (laughs) that's a lot more efficient than going out and hunting a bunch of littler guys i'll just eat the bigger one i I do i do like the thought 
Who thought of dinosaurs? <laughs> like one of them just looks over at the other one and goes, Hey, I wonder what what would Joe taste like? And, and the other guy's like, Hey, that's that's dangerous thinking, man. He's like, No, but what if we ate Joe? Then we wouldn't have to go anywhere, man. That's just like dining in. And then the other one's like, Hold on a sec. Are we really eating Joe? And he's like, Yeah. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> so Yes, but instead of dinosaurs, they're talking like protozoa. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but I like the idea of a dinosaur. So sure. take that, man. Sure. <laughs> so, but I can't name it, a protozoa. Have... <laughs> I mean, I guess I could, but yeah. it's not as cool as two dinosaurs talking about eating their neighbor. Sure, same concept. <laughs> uh, but so for for you know for us. It started with competition. It started with there's a limited amount of energy to go around. And if I want to keep living, I need to make sure that I am getting that energy, either beating someone out and blocking them from getting it so that I can get it myself or get it from them. Sure. Uh, The Vex never had that. They never had competition with each other the only problem they ever had to solve was how do we keep surviving like food isn't an issue it's just all the other things in the universe that want to that that can potentially be a danger to us it started off as gamma radiation from the big bang essentially like there's a lot of radiation in the universe at the start of it and not all of the radiolaria could stand it, but some of it could. And that was how their kind of natural selection happened. It wasn't who is the better hunter. It was who, you know, had a, a thick enough skin to survive that the radiation they were being subjected to and not burn up. That's just, that's just my, and, and the, it's, it's mind blowing, but the more mind blowing thing is the fact that like, the radiolaria as a whole just kind of accepted it. Like there was no, there was no like bickering of like, Oh, Hey, I can't survive. Can I hide behind you? And there wasn't even like, there, there was none of that. It was just like a, if one of us survives, then we all survive. Exactly. Well, and, and that did though, they, they did recognize the advantage of being in larger numbers. Like it, it increases the ability to survive. If I have another, you know, if I have a travel buddy, if I have yeah, another person yeah. with me, I I am I am safer in a group. And so the radiolaria started to form these swarms and they started to group together. And then they understood like, hey, it's even easier for us to survive if we have some of us uh like denote to being a shield for the others. And the ones that are a shield over time evolve to have thicker skin and have like stronger structure. Whereas the other ones that don't have to worry about defense now are more based on how can I absorb more energy more quickly? Or, uh, how can I, uh, you know, increase my processing power essentially Dude, this um, is awesome. because I don't have to worry about defense now. Cause yeah. that, that group is doing defense. It's, and, and it's funny that, that, uh, Clovis says not a utopia because these things are, you know, they're, they lack any type of, uh, I can't remember what he says, but it basically like they have no drive or anything like that, but yeah, it, they don't, they don't have a reason for being yeah, other than, other than exist. 
just just exist. Yeah. yeah, but it really is kind of a utopia. It really is like parts of parts of the whole are able to say, okay, yeah, I I'm I'm the shield for that part over there, and accept it. And and I, it's it's weird to think of it like part of a part of this vex goo is just accepting what it is but i don't think it's i don't even think it's accepting it's just doing that because that is what is is required you know what yes. i mean like it's it's not even a a question of well should i do that shouldn't i do that can i accept being that it's just that needs to be done it is done full stop that's it. that's like the yeah. entirety of the pro- thought process and and again we have to think of these little radiolaria they're they're all little supercomputers. Yeah. Like they're they're all little uh qu- honestly they're all little quantum computers and their main goal is propagate our pattern. Our pattern is the only thing that is you know at not not a as as inside must be outside. It's kind of like that as above uh, you know as above is below. Yeah. Uh, yep. But same kind of thing, like as inside is outside. The Vex are this pattern, therefore their world can only be this pattern. And the only decision any of the Radiolaria ever have to make is what is the most optimal thing I can do to further propagate the pattern. That's kind of, that's kind of cool. I, I, I'm not, not going to lie. That's actually really kind of cool. It it is it is a really neat idea to think about like how different evolution could be if competition wasn't the driving factor. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 kind of like my main thought going on here is like what if what if we didn't have to eat dinosaur bob? Yeah. What if it was all about keeping everybody, you know, doing everything in our power collectively to make sure everybody survives as long as possible? Like how different that would be versus, you know, trying to get enough to enough to survive at the expense of somebody else. That's cool. That's but, cool. I like it. I like it. So now I can't shoot the Vex anymore. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> can't shoot well, any of them now. That that is the thing though that that Clovis is talking about. It's not utopian. There's there's no emotion. There's yeah. no yeah. the Vex aren't happy they don't feel gratified they don't feel scared for their survival they don't feel anything yeah they they are executing their program yeah the same way that a computer does when you open an application like it's just it is just the thing that they need to do so they do it but so zooming out from clovis a little bit uh, we've addressed what are the Vex. Yep. I think we've covered that in a, phys- a physical space, at least. Uh, where did they come from? They came presumably from the universe before the Destiny universe, and they kind of fell into Destiny's Big Bang from that confrontation and between... And I'm calling that universe the Halo universe. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and I'm they... going to get that theory to stick. Uh I'm sure it will one day. Uh, <laughs> so, and since, since falling into our universe uh, during the Big Bang, they have, you know, evolved in a very different way than what we're familiar with. But they have evolved from their subatomic level up to the like protozoa, uh, amoeba level, and further up eventually into the constructs that we see now. 
And I, I, I think I wanted to, to clarify that too. So they have evolved and, and they have also the, the hobgoblin frames, the goblin frames, the minotaur frames, the hive mind, or the, the, the oh, what are they called? Hydra frames. All of those ha- now exist, right? As, as far as in evolution, correct? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and the reason that they've built those frames again is for that idea of what, what is required to propagate the pattern as efficiently as possible. Okay. Uh, It makes, it makes sense for us to build, uh, our, you know, to have bodies that can interact with larger portions of our environment so that we're not converting things literally on a microscopic level one atom at a time now we can do it you know at a macroscopic level a foot at a time or 10 feet at a time or 100 feet at a time or whatever it may be because again thinking of them as individual cells doing it on a you know one foot at a time is infinitely larger than doing it one cell or one atom at a time right and that's that's their whole thing the most efficient way to propagate their the pattern, pattern to yep. make yep. make the outside be the same as the inside. Gotcha. Uh, I think I'm following so far. Yeah. So that also we've covered pretty well um, kind of the next section that I was going to do, which is what do they want? They want, they want to exist. The outside to look like the inside. Full stop. Uh, that's, yep. that's, that's probably the easiest one of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, honestly. Uh, but again, there's no emotion. There's no... there's no sense of purpose there's no um there's no like zealot requirement to make the world in their image it's just they're just executing their program and that's all there is to it there's no cult of vex vex cyrus no (laughs) okay good that's the last thing we need is a brother vance of x oh god no thank you uh so the next question we're going to tackle is a biggie. Is it time travel? Uh, is it time travel? It is. How does Vex time travel? Yay! Work? This is this is I I I want to say I understand this, but I don't think I do because <laughs> I think Myth <laughs> has has found more evidence to like change the fundamental understanding of this. So I'm going to try to follow along but I can't say that my brain is going to keep up. So I'm going to try. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, so this this is going to be a difficult one, uh, I think, in general, for just for people to wrap their head around because it's very abstract, and a lot of it is not anything that we can directly observe. Uh, so to start, Vex do not travel through time. Hard stop. Hard stop. They don't have a they don't have a DeLorean. They don't have a, a little blue box. They don't just pop in and pop out. Correct. However, although the Vex do not travel through time, their information is not restricted by time. What does that so, mean? <laughs> so yes <laughs> let's start there what does that mean what does it mean to what say that, mean? that their information is not restricted by time so let's go back to what we were talking about um with the whole collective mind 
So collective mind, uh, we have our little group of Vex. Uh, let's say we have five Vex. Okay. And Vex, Vex number two makes the, you know, decides one plus one equals two. Okay. They, they decide that independently. They, they're, you know, because they have made that decision, they uh, upload that information to all of the other Vex in their system so that that information can be used in the decision-making of all of the other Vex in the system. Okay. Now, what if those five Vex in this system were not all in the same, in the same time? Vex number one is 10 years in the past, and Vex number three is 10 years in the future compared to Vex number two when Vex number two decided one plus one equals two. They upload that information. It propagates instantaneously to all of the other Vex in its system, regardless of where the other Vex in that system are in time. That's okay. That's a hard concept to truly understand. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it very much is. That's a hard because then it's like, well, how did one? How did number two come up with that? If number one is ten years in the past, and then uploaded that information to number one, does that mean that number one just told number two at this point in time? Like, but what if number one was already dead by the time it gets to this point in time? That's so. That's, time is not a linear thing for the Vex. Time do not see no. seconds pass. They don't see days pass. They don't see hours pass. Everything is instantaneous to them. The end of the universe is at the exact same time as the beginning of the universe, which is at the exact same time as every other moment in the universe. Yes, that's that's kind of the if the the, the way I was thinking of it was like. Um, time is a flat circle or like a folded piece of paper or something like that. Like if you think of time as like a timeline along the, the face of the paper and you started folding it in on himself on itself. Well now 10 minutes into the future is now at the same time as 10 minutes of in the past and da 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 da. So like it, it, it's truly a hard concept to, um, to describe and, and, and understand. But I think that's yeah. I think that's the best way to think of it, though, is all every point in time for any given vex is the same point in time. Yes. And, and they don't need to use they don't need to use time as a um, as a as a point of measurement for anything. Yeah. So uh, an example that we see in game of this. So we know, with this information, that the Vex that existed in the Golden Age had all of the same information available to them from all of the data processed by every Vex that has existed to, to the end of the universe. And with that information... They, the Vex during the Golden Age, knew that it would be most advantageous to the propagation of the pattern to turn Mercury into a reality engine to power the infinite forest. 
And so they started terraforming Mercury during the Golden Age. That's that's mind blowing. Like to just like they just accepted that. Like they knew they needed that to start happening then, so that way the Vex that were existing, you know, a thousand years in the future were able to use that as an active thing. So they said, well, in a physical sense, because that's the other thing too, is Vex are still constrained to the physical cause and effect, the causalities of this yes. universe. Yes, so, that the Vex have rules yeah. with this with this system. They uh, can they they still must abide by the laws of physics. Yeah, uh, and they cannot create a paradox. Oh shit! So. Now why? They, okay. Now no, you can't just you can't, can't create a paradox. Full stop. Okay, let's move on. No, no, you can't do that. You can't do that. Why? Why the hell not? Again, because they have to apply by the laws of physics. Okay. Okay. And and because of physics, if you create a paradox, the the universe ceases to exist. Type thing. Like nobody knows what would happen if you created a paradox because we as a human species have never created a paradox, or at least we don't think we have. And if we have whatever well i mean it 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 isn't uh it isn't a possibility for us like right the the laws of physics uh a, a paradox is by its definition a destruction of the laws of physics and since and since they have to abide by the laws of physics they therefore cannot create a paradox Correct. Gotcha. Full stop. Okay. Nope. I'm following. So, so yeah. So they can't create a paradox. Full stop. Really is the answer. Damn it, myth. Kinda. Yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Now to to try and take this concept a step further into another in-game example. Okay. When. I. We were listening to like the Veil containment logs, and. Chioma theorized that the Vex wrote themselves into the history of Neptune so that they could uh, have a better bulkhead at attacking Neomuna. What? So what does that mean? That means that the, there was a Vex presence on Neptune. The Vex presence discovered Neomuna and specifically the Veil. And in that moment of discovery, designated that as a priority and that having that power or understanding that power is a necessity for the successful propagation of the pattern. The, the moment the Vex that were on uh, Neptune discovered that, the Vex that were on Neptune a thousand years ago also discovered it at the same time. That's that's mind that's truly mind blowing, like to think that like it, at any given time a vex discovers something and decides this is required for propagation of the pattern. Now every vex throughout all of existence understand that and have it and have discovered it at the exact same time throughout all of time. That's fucking mind blowing and it's super cool. Yeah. Uh, so when they're writing themselves into the history of a planet. That that's what it is. It's they have made a discovery at one point in that planet's, you know, in that planet's time, uh, that is so important that they, uh, the the facts that exist in the 
you know, a thousand years or however long before have that innate understanding of we need to start building stuff here right now. Because due to the laws of physics, it, it will take them X amount of time to build something for it to be usable by the vex. Dude, that's yeah. But then, the, but then, but then, <laughs> so let's follow that rabbit hole for a second. Thinking in time linear, let's use that thousand year theory. Uh, vex number one at at point A in time or point X in time, whatever. Yeah. Uh, decides. Oh, I need this to propagate the the pattern. Vex number two, a thousand years in the past of that specific thing of that specific instance, realizes that or not realizes gets that same amount of information at the exact same time because Vex one has decided such and uploaded it to the to the collective. Vex a thousand years in the past of that entity starts building, starts doing whatever to help propagate it to where vex number one can use it and and at any given time in the history of this thing any one of those vex that exists at that point in time can take use of this thing being built or build or add to said thing being built to help propagate the pattern that's fucking mind-blowing like that's (laughs) (laughs) that's the fastest way to build anything ever yeah and and the most efficient like that's super cool I can't. I. I don't know. I'm kind of. I'm kind of speechless right now. Like I. I really like the Vex right now. They might be my most favorite thing, and I now I can't kill any of them just because they're my favorite. <laughs> so yeah, they're. Um, I say the the whole way that they function is really uh, is really interesting, and the the other thing here that I that that is probably a, a question or at least question I had. Is okay. So let's assume that yes, any anything one vex discovers is known instantly by all vex across all of time. Okay. Now the other piece of that puzzle, or one of the other two pieces of that puzzle, I should say, is that because any individual vex unit is also a super powerful quantum computer. Not only are they uploading information about what they're seeing in reality, they're also uploading information about every single possibility about that point in time in reality at the same time. That's, that was going to be the next thing I was going to poke at was like, okay, so let's take the drifter's idea of like if Vex could time travel, they would have already won. Well, maybe they already have won. And we're just part of this wave that we're riding. And we just so happen to be experiencing the existence of the Vex at this point in time. And because we as humanity only have such a such a limited understanding of time in general, like we, we we're just along for the ride. Like we we really are the losers of the of the universe, and Vex really are the winners of the universe, and the Vex already know that, and so now they're just trying to create the endpoint faster. Is that is I guess that's kind of like the question of like why do, why would the Vex continue to do what they do if they already know that they've won, and and again winning is is kind of a subjective point too because like winning denotes like 
a, a sense of accomplishment or a sense of of victory or or whatever, which I still kind of equate those to emotions. And if Vex have no emotions, then they just say, well, we exist, therefore everything. So winning to the Vex is a simple statement of has everything propagated the pattern to its fullest? Is everything Has everything in this existence become the pattern? If yes, then stop. Right? Is yep. that is that kind of what yeah. the... Yeah, that's Jesus, exactly. Jesus Christ. That's, so I, th- I think we're just... I, I think the Vex have already, quote-unquote, won, and and we are literally just along for the ride. Well, let's... I'm going to touch on that, but I want to go back to the whole simulation thing first, okay. just real quick. So we have heard the whole, like, it's a Vex simulation. It's a simulation. What does that actually mean? Okay. Um, and why is that important to how Vex make decisions? Uh, so a... Vex simulation is is exactly what it sounds like. They are running a simulation of the world around them. Uh, they've booted up a VM in their head, and that VM is going to be exactly the same as Vir- everything that they can machine see. For all of you non, <laughs> oh yeah, <folks>. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. A, a server <laughs> inside of a server. Let's put it that way. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was that was Myth and I are very tech savvy people, and we do work in the tech industry, and have been around the tech industry industry forever. So he'll say something, and I know exactly what he's saying, but I know that an average user may not understand what a VM is. So yes, VM is a yeah. virtual machine. Think of it as like a a computer inside of a computer, but it only exists virtually. There's no physical hardware to it or anything like that. Yeah. So uh, all right, a better a better way to to think of this then um so if if you you as a person as the listener okay uh if you look at the room around you that you're in and then you close your eyes and let's say you had the capability to picture that room in your head perfectly with a hundred percent detail down to the most down to the molecular level yeah yeah now let's say instead of that one picture in your mind of that room you could have hundreds of pictures of that room in your mind billions and now now let's say in each picture of that room you imagine yourself getting up out of your chair or you know or assume you're sitting, getting up out of your chair and walking out of the room. And in every picture, every version of that room in your mind, when you walk out of the room, you go do something different. In one version, you go to the kitchen, grab a snack. In another version, you get a drink instead of a, you know, instead of a granola bar. In another version, uh, you hop in your car and... Uh, you know, go grab groceries. I want to go dark with a few of these and say, in one of them, you go and shoot yourself in the head. In another one, you get robbed. Like, every single possibility that could yes. ever happen, everything is being simulated at that moment in time by an individual Vex. Is it, is it by an individual Vex cell? 
Or it's, it's got to be like a whole uh, mind. It's got to it be is, like the It is the collective. Okay. It is the brain of that Vex. Yeah. Gotcha. That's how much computing power that Vex has. An, yes. an individual Vex like frame. Like, like Hobgoblin Bob over there just simulated all of that in that instance. Yes. Now, we do know that there is a limit on the number a singular unit can simulate. Is it 227? Um, so it's at least 227. Okay. Uh, because in that lore card, they specifically mentioned that they were able to recover 227 survivors, which makes me think there were more that didn't. Let's, uh, let's call it an even three, then. Yeah, sure. <laughs> even we'll say, 300. Why not? We'll say around 300. Uh so at any given moment, a Vex unit has whatever's happening in its reality and 300 iterations of anything that could be happening in its reality. And it is uploading information from all of those to the Vex network every moment. Uh, Dude, and that information is then processed across the network to determine what, you know, from that info, what's what, the, if what's anything, next best course of action? Hel- helps propagate the pattern. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which, and then again, thinking back to that collective idea, like now the individual piece of the collective can take those simulations and further simulate those simulations. Yes. Dude, that's... F- <laughs> what the hell? <sighs> so, uh... Virtual Needless machine to, to the infinity of power. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's that's freaking awesome. So uh and then what was the the bit you were you were talking about? I don't know. The... I just got mind blown. I, you just <laughs> mind wiped me and was like, here's this bit of information. And I was just like, ah, information overload, and then just shut down. I don't know. Something about time travel and individual vex and folding the piece of paper and I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> vex to, get to confusing. And, they get confusing. So to to try and you know circle back and, and you know apologies for repeating things here, but I know it's it's not easy concepts. Um. So the vex do not physically time travel a vex unit doesn't jump in a portal and appear 20 years in the future or 20 years in the past or whatever it's just that every vex across all of time has all of the experiences of every other vex across all of time uh and they make decisions based on all of those experiences past present and future yeah, I th- I think we're just along for the ride in the Vex. I think the Vex is the true. That was it. The true so, protagonist of the of the universe, and that we are literally just along for the ride. Yeah, so that that was the point you brought up uh, previously that I wanted to to note on. Um, yes, but not necessarily. Is my oh, is my because answer? They can't simulate paracausality, uh, and we have paracausality. We we do know from Curse of Osiris that the infinite forest does show that you know the the quote-unquote dark future of the infinite forest oh, is a yeah. universe that is only vex that they they've won with the uh, panoptes yeah i think that was the like 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 that, that was the final vex of the of the of the universe and then that like the sun was blacked out like there was no sky yep. there was no light there was no nothing it was only There's, vex 
it was just a dark universe with only Vex. Yeah. I uh, and so that that is a a that's the future the Vex are aiming for. Like that's their end goal, honestly. Um, to them, that's mission complete. And we know that at in at least some simulations, actually most simulations, that they are predicting that they will get to that point. That they like they, they like will they've, complete. They've accomplished it in we'll call it ninety nine point nine percent of simulations. Yeah. Now the only thing that keeps that from being a hundred percent and a guaranteed certainty is the fact that the universe they find themselves in has light and dark and light and dark do not follow the rules that the Vex have to follow. Oh, so that's, I guess that's an important point too. It's not just the light. It's not just that we guardians have the light. It's the fact that light and dark exist. They're both paracausal. We as, we as light bearers could die and lose like, like, we, it could be the end of us, and darkness could prevail through all of existence, and therefore there's still a paracausality ability. Like even mm-hmm. if even if, I don't think that light or dark can be fully snuffed out 100. percent I think that one no. part of one has to exist for the other to exist. Like I think that's just a, the nature of light and dark. So like yeah, because that ex- like because the two of those forces are. I'm going to call them eternal forces um, and paracausal. The Vex cannot come up with a hundred percent certainty that they will reach the final shape or, or sorry, right. I, I can't use those words anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, that they will reach the end of the universe as the, as the final thing in existence. They, yeah. they won't get to a point where they can say, is everything Vex? Yes. End program. Uh, so there is a chance we have a chance because these powers exist, because these energies, these paracausal energies are just innate in this universe. And, you know, the Vex, at least at this point in time, do not, which if they can't simulate it, and this is the other thing, if the Vex can't simulate light and dark now, then they can never simulate it. They can't that simulate means, it in the past. They can't simulate it in right. the future. They can't simulate it at any point in time. So the second that they understand paracausality, that's the end of the universe. More or less. That That's where the end of the universe, as they see it, is guaranteed. Oh, my God. Okay, so don't teach Vex anything. Gotcha. Y- yes. I can befriend <laughs> them. I just can't teach them anything. No. No, no Vex grade school. Gotcha. No. Gotcha. No Vex kindergarten. With nope. like Vex recess and I mean they already have Vex juice boxes, so I can't give them juice boxes. Yeah, I love that we've co- we like everyone is collectively accepted that that's what the center of the Vex is is a juice box. Yep. And I think yep. it comes from like an old Destiny One bounty that says right in the juice. I think that's the name of the 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 yeah it is. bounty is like right, right in, in the, the juice, juice box. box, and it's kill twenty Vex or get twenty Vex with precision kills or something like that. Like. Yeah, that's just the collective term for the 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 milky spot in a vex is the juice box, because it's not in their head. Like you can yeah. you can dehead a, a you can pop the heads off of vex all day long, and they still run at you. They'll st- they'll keep coming, yeah. Uh, so the other piece to this that is important to denote, as you might imagine, it's a lot of information that needs to be processed. Yeah. 
not all of that information, actually a large majority of that information in the like moment to moment experiences of the Vex is not important to the pattern. Sure. You know, it, it doesn't necessarily matter if the Vex, you know, saw a bird fly by or didn't see, or, you know, very mundane things happen every, you know, millisecond to various Vex out there that are not important to the pattern. So they require something to kind of orchestrate the processing and dissemination of this information. Almost so like that, a some something that creates like a priority system that yeah. says this this bit of information is important to um be and again coming back to that concept of because all vex are sharing all information across all time and all every I'm I'm assuming all time and space. I, I keep I keep hesitating to say time and space, but I think I, I don't think the Vex do the Vex I think procreate. That's accurate. Um I mean they convert. Like they okay. they convert matter into 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 vex, more you know? vex. Okay, so they, yeah. but they don't they don't like go through mitosis and split and all that stuff. Like not as just, far as we know. They just find a thing that isn't vex and just start turning it into vex. Yes, at a like molecular structure. Right. Okay, so then so then I will say all all time and space. Then um, yeah. <laughs> sorry, not naughty Zor had some naughty thoughts of vex procreation. <laughs> uh, God damn I know I'm, I'm so bad at this uh, so all of Vex have this process of gathering information and processing the information but they there has to be some type of priority system even in a quantum computer to say what information is top priority what information that I'm observing is that bird flying across there important to propagating the pattern does that make right. the pattern continue on? Or and and again, not just is that bird flying across? Is is that atom of carbon breaking down important to the pattern? So I mean that's a lot of information to process. And even though yes. an individual vex has that capability to process a ton of information, they are you're saying that they still have to upload it somewhere and it needs a priority system and a and a and a processing system. Across all of Vex. It does. Okay. Uh, and we... Is that a physical space? It is a physical space. Okay. That we have been to. Uh, and we've kind of fucked it up a couple times. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Guardians are pretty good at that. <laughs> yes, they are. So this is where the Vault of Glass comes into play. Get out of here. Oh, okay. All right. Hold the fuck on. I always thought the Vault of Glass was like just another simulation engine, like no. like the like the the Infinite Forest. But you're saying like the Vault of Glass is like the primary, like processing data processing center for so all the effects. Of, the Vault of Glass is a, for all intents and purposes, it is a micro universe that exists outside of time time is not uh the the time the timelines outside of the vault of glass do not interact with the vault of glass the vault of glass only experiences the time that happens within the vault 
Okay, that's just fucking nuts. That's I can't. I have no. I have nothing to compare that to. So let's think of it this way. So let's let's say, for I uh, you know for demonstration purposes, imagine a line, just a okay. straight line. That is the entire uh, timeline of the universe, beginning and end. Okay. And now let's put a circle above that line. Okay. That circle is the vault of glass. It does not intersect the timeline of the universe. Holy shit. It is not no tangent, impacted no, no... by the timeline of the universe. Oh my gosh. But because there are Vex that exist within the vault of glass, they have access to all of the information of the Vex network that is coming from that timeline. They're, they're like spies in their own... Well, I mean, I guess kind of spies. Uh, less spies, more CPU. Okay. So they, the Vault of Glass is being fed information from all of the Vex that exist on the universe's timeline. And it is the Vault of Glass, specifically Atheon, who denotes and processes what is important and what needs to be prioritized and that data there is then sent out and disseminated across the Vex on the timeline. I finally understand why we kill Atheon. Because if you can cut the head off the snake, like, now you can't process information. But we have to keep going in there because every time we enter the Vault of Glass is a new instance of the Vault of Glass Yep. With a new instance of Atheon, because all of these things, this is another possibility. We turned left instead of turning right. Oh my God. That is, that is the coolest, that is the coolest because video game reason ever. It's pretty neat. That's pretty fucking cool. Like we keep doing vault. I want to do vault of glass. Like right now, I want to stop another iteration. <laughs> like that was the whole. That was that was Icora's whole point with the mm-hmm. with the freaking undying mind. Create as many instances of it as possible and kill every single one of them to stop the undying mind. But at the end of the day, you can't stop something that's infinite. One billion. The number one billion is infinitely closer to zero. Then it is the num then it is the number infinite. Like, oh my god. Ah I'm having a I'm having a little mini geek out right now. This is super cool. Like I I think I let Vault of Glass might be my number one raid now. No, I can't give up Last Wish. I cannot give up Last Wish. Last Wish stays number one. Vault is man, I've got so many raids running at like number one right now. Dude, that's I mean, awesome. That's not okay, a bad so, problem to so have. it's not. So, okay, so you were saying something about Atheon's Atheon's um, title. Yeah, Atheon is known as Atheon times conflux. He is literally the 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 point in time that all information has to pass through. Yep. Holy shit, dude, that's that's super cool. Yeah, conflux's definition is the junction. Uh, uh, they, you know, in this case, the junction of two rivers. Yeah. Um, but in this, yeah, in this case, multiple Atheon, ris- rivers of time. Atheon is the the junction of all of the Vex information across all of time. Dude, that's awesome. That's uh, 
to 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 finally understand like that's the reason why you get to do Atheon as many times as you want, and that's why Atheon's important. Like we are stopping the process of time, like the or not the process of time. We're not stopping time. We are stopping no. the uh, process of information across all of time to help prevent. And that's why that's why in there, guardians make their own fate. Like, mm-hmm. that's the whole reason why it says we make our own fate. Because of paracausality, because we're able to take out those oracles, because oracles unmake you from time, unmake you from existence. It's, it, it's, and I think that, like, that concept has been brought up a lot in Hollywood of, like, what if I never existed? I mean, look at, look at things like, uh, um, it's a wonderful life, like, right? George Bailey never existed. Yeah. So then now the savings alone never got its name. Or now, you know, Billy Joe Bob never got saved from the river. And so now so and so died. And what's his face went off to war because what's his face wasn't there to save him to what all of that shit never happened because that he didn't exist. So for a Vex to unmake something from time is. I mean, it, it, we, we've touched on this, too, with the whole concept of Praetith's uh, fire team. Praetith, Kabir, and... Uh, God, I always forget the third one. Pananen. Pananen. The, they went in... We keep seeing them as a three-man team, but everyone that goes into the Vault of Glass is a six-man team. And so it keeps coming back to that, what if, what if the other three were unwritten from time? And we just we don't know their names, we don't know their genders, we don't know anything about them because they never existed. Like that's a that's a horrifying thing to think of, but at the same time, that's just like super cool because that's like a really <laughs> neat thing um, from a science for science. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like Vex do yeah. stuff because science. I love that, but that's so cool. That's that's really cool that that. Like the reason why we go into the Vault of Glass and defeat Atheon is to try to prevent our own uh, or or prolong our own existence and prevent the downfall of the universe. Yeah, That's and so cool. the the flow of information goes: the Vex units on the timeline upload their experiences to the Vault of Glass. Vault of Glass processes it. Atheon, in particular is processing and uh, prioritizing. And then Atheon disseminates those priorities back to the Vex on the timeline. Therefore, the Vex on the timeline can then use that information and say, okay, what? how do we propagate this? How do we make the pattern? Yep. Prop- okay. Yep. And oh my God, to, to break it down a little further, um, the Vex on the timeline do have a hierarchical structure of sorts. Oh. Uh it's it's not in the way of like um it, it's hierarchy based on function, not hierarchy based on like ranking or sure. power it's, or anything. It's, it's not like goblin gives information to hobgoblin, hobgoblin gives information to to no. Minotaur, Minotaur gives it to a harpy, harpy uploads it to a hydra, hydra uploads it to Atheon. No, for the most like all vex are always uploading to Atheon. Yep. Uh, but different Vex will be focusing on different functions that they're going to be gathering information about to upload. Gotcha. Uh, is is this why we've never had another Vex raid? Oh, uh, maybe. There's I never mean, that... been a more important Vex than Atheon. Like, Atheon is the most important Vex to keep killing over and over and over again to try to prolong the death of the universe. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Sound theory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you think about like how many, how many, like 
when we think of the entities in in Destiny, like how many Cabal raids have we had? How many Taken raids have we had? How many Hive raids have we had? I mean, that, we kill those by the millions, by the dozen, by the billions. You know, like a billion Hive will die in a day. Dude, who cares? There's a billion more to replace them. Whereas like yeah. the Vex, there is one single. I mean, he is the con- times conflux. He is the the single point in all of time and existence that matters. And so we have to keep killing him. Because, like yep. I said, every time we enter the Vault of Glass, we are entering it from a different point in time, and therefore it is a different instance. But it also exists outside of our timeline, so as soon as we enter it, we are no longer in our own timeline. Dude, that's fucking... That's, that's messing with my mind now. <laughs> Uh, so to, to dig further into that whole, like specialized functions real quick though. Um, so some things may have the same function like goblin, hobgoblin, uh, even minotaur to a degree are, you know, their main function is like, can propagate the pattern. Okay. Yeah. Um, now we also have, they can receive instructions directly from, uh, a hive mind okay uh, specifically an access mind is usually what they're referred to as so like a like the the hydras no uh oh. bigger than that uh and a a hive oh. mind is usually named as a mind like panoptes um, like panoptes cuz he's a he's a giant vex yeah. like i i, I this, this again this is kind of a sad thing that that people can't experience Panoptes was uh, the the final boss uh, of the Curse of Osiris um, campaign, uh, which of course is no longer available in Destiny. But um, he was giant. He was freaking huge. Like he was like, I, I, I he's bigger than Atheon. Like he was he was mm-hmm. huge. But I mean, but you're saying like that's like a primary uh, data center type thing. Like that's that's a big Kinda. source of of information flow. Yeah, and they're usually dedicated to a particular thing. Okay. Um, so every Vex mind that we have ever encountered has has been named. Um, they've typically been bosses in some way. Okay. Uh, so like Argos from uh, the Leviathan's Eater of Worlds raid yep. was a Vex mind. Gotcha. Uh, Oh, that's he another huge one. That's that's the other one. That's the same size as Panoptes. The same same yeah. model too. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm following. I'm following. There's a whole there's a whole level of hive or hive. There's a whole level of vex that we haven't we as guardians haven't really messed with since the mm-hmm. Eater of World stuff. Like since since that stuff went away, we've never come across a bigger a big mine like that. Most of them have just been hydras. Like uh um oh what was the half taken one. Uh, Coria? Coria, yep. That was yep. that was a hive mind. That one wasn't a, uh, or, or not a hive mind. I keep saying hive mind. That one was a hydra, not a, um, not a, uh, Panoptes level mind. Yeah. And uh, their size doesn't necessarily denote their, like, importance. Or, or like, um, processing power or anything? Right. It's, okay. it's mostly just, like, whatever form was best for them to accomplish the the thing gotcha. they were supposed to accomplish. Gotcha. Because uh, I'm taking the human concept of size, meaning greatness or or more power or whatever, but to them it's just none of that matters because there is no ego right. to, to inflate. Like there's, It's all just like what is best for the pattern. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, Panoptes was the one that, um, you know, their their function. So their their main function is always propagate the pattern, but mines have a sub function, okay. and the sub function uh, is always in uh, in servitude to the main function, uh, and the sub function is something that they can kind of co opt. Uh, groups of other vex units to help them accomplish that subfunction. Okay. So, for example, Panoptes, the Infinite Mind, was their title. Uh, Panoptes was the Axis Mind that oversaw and processed all the information for the Infinite Forest. Okay. Makes sense. That was its subfunction: is run the Infinite run Forest. Run the Infinite Forest. I mean that's a pretty it's, big subfunction, but it is. <laughs> that's that's for a vex. That's like nothing. That's just like okay. That that's the the infinite force to a vex is like a a PC to us, right? Like it's it's just another tool. So Panoptes had this subfunction run run the infinite forest because they could simulate many more things at a grander scale in the infinite forest uh, faster. And therefore that gave them more information to propagate the pattern. I guess that, I, that was kind of another question I had too, is like if, if individual vexes could could do simulation, what was the purpose of the infinite forest? But I guess you just answered it there. Like the infinite forest can, can simulate a much large on a larger scale. Like yeah. whereas individual vex could simulate the room the infinite force could simulate the entire earth and what is happening on the entire earth yep. in comparison to that one room of you leaving that room. Yeah. And the, uh, and all of the Vex that existed in defense of and inside of the infinite forest were all uh, attached to Panoptes's sub sub function like okay they they were all part of panoptes um i guess you know in internal system they all still are accomplishing the main system they're all still uploading information to atheon but they have a another objective and that is do what panoptes tells them to do because panoptes is telling them what will most efficiently accomplish its Subfunction of gotcha. run the infinite forest. Gotcha. Okay. Again, having that technical background that you and I have, I think we have a really good understanding of how some of this stuff is working. Yeah. Uh, so those mines all have very specific goals. I uh, and like I said, they may take control of or or input sub objectives into units around them to help them accomplish those goals. Now, now um, the one at the eater of worlds that was just in there because the Leviathan accidentally ate a planet with one of them in it. Right. Yes. Yes. Like it, it uh, wasn't in there to like help, <laughs> help the Leviathan help Callus no. do his thing. No, the whole reason the one inside eater of worlds. And I mean, the name of the raid kind of gives it away. The, the Leviathan ate a planet and inside that planet was said Vex, and now the Vex is kind of stuck. And yeah. so Ar we're just Argos, in there to kill it. Argos is that boss. Uh, likely was the mind whose subfunction was, like, convert that planet. Yeah. Uh, and oh, just so the subfunction was... could be just as simple as that. It doesn't have to be, like, yeah. a full-on, like, run the infinite forest. It could just be, nope. I'm here to convert planet A into Vex. Yep. Okay. Uh, another another good example. Um, also during Curse of Osiris, 
uh, we dealt with Dendrin, the root mind. Oh, that's right. Uh, in the Garden World yes. um, strike. Yeah. And Dendrin was the mind that was, their subfunction was convert Mercury into the into power the, source that would become the infinite forest. Interesting. So even some, some sub minds are help. This is, dude, yeah. this really is like, I, screw Clovis. This is a utopia. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm calling again it with, without any emotion. Like, happiness like there's no feeling of happiness you don't need happiness if there is no sadness sure yeah yeah fuck your emotional parade (laughs) uh probably one of the most interesting axis minds in my opinion um is the mind agio agioctis now now you're just making up words yes yes i am uh the martyr mind what the hell where is this they, one at? They are important uh, because this is the only that I'm aware of um, instance of the Vex not simulating, but understanding light enough to suppress it. When, where, when? Uh, how do I not so remember I, this? So the martyr mind was the mind dedicated to draining the light of Saint Fourteen, while Saint oh. was stuck in the Infinite Forest. Holy shit! So the this was a mind that spent literally thousands of years within the Infinite Forest simulation, uh, studying Saint Fourteen as he slaughtered Vex to eventually figure out how to like do a signal jammer for his light essentially. And I think that's important to denote there too. Like they couldn't, they still can't figure out paracausality. Like they still cannot simulate it. They still don't understand it. Or I can't say don't understand it. They take, they still can't simulate it. And because they can't simulate it, they can't create that hundred percent guarantee of this is what the universe comes to, but they could understand it enough to create uh, on a, physical level to say i can i can jam his signal i can jam his light by using a force equal and opposite therefore creating a zero zero sum uh uh, situation where he now has no light it's just suppressed yep so um that's i think the only instance and again that's because this is a a mind so a dedicated like this is your sub objective is just study this one guardian and, and it took all them... the vex that it threw at that one guardian like that's yep. that's what i'm kind of getting at like we're talking billions of vex got murdered by saint like that's a lot it, of vex it took it, i don't know if they specify but it took decades yeah. at least to yeah. uh to reach the level where they could finally block saint's light and kill him and then we came and messed up their plans so and i guess that's that's probably the biggest paradox in all of in all of vex which i'm assuming we'll touch on in a in a, another episode um but like they were that was only one guardian's light each guardian's yes. light is individual to that guardian Yep. And so, therefore, they they would have to spend that much more time studying each individual guardian 
to further suppress each individual guardian's light, and then a new light gets resed, and now that's another type of light to try to study and at least try to suppress. So yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I was I was kind of curious as to like, I, I I guess I needed a reason to be like, well, if they figured it out for one, why haven't and they share information across all time and existence? How have they not suppressed all of our lights across all of guardians across everywhere? And it's like, I mean, they kind of have like in the infinite forest, your screen goes black. So like they're fucking with our vision, yeah. so yeah, it's there's I, there's parts of it that that can be that are similar from guardian to guardian, but each guardian's light is individual to that guardian, um, so yeah, yeah. So, but, even, but even harder to do is darkness because darkness is a conscious is mental, ba- yeah. So like, which they really don't have they any have no way to study the dark. yeah <laughs> they fucked. <laughs> I like I like that. So guardians may need to go full dark to beat the Vex. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know. But uh, yeah, I'm starting yeah. to dig Strand. I'm just saying. It yeah, I'm you know off topic. Weave walk is so much fun. There's something I love I it. I haven't messed with the weave walk. I keep doing the the little needles, and then I've I've really fallen into that grapple punch, man. I've gotten the timing down to that. Like it's. It's kind of nice to just like swing into a group and just like I'm gonna punch it and it all just disintegrates. I might yeah, be a especially Titan. <laughs> well, especially now that they've fixed that grapple melee, yep. like it didn't always uh, work correctly Connect. if you had if you changed your um, melee buttons. Yep. Uh, so that's fixed now, which is great. But I digress. Um, so I think we're going to end it here for our first episode on the Vex. Uh, well, let's, I said let's I thought make, it would be let's, short. Let's, let's make sure we've answered all the uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's make sure now, we've we'll answered all the main questions. Okay, so we've defined yeah. what a vex is physically. Yeah, so we'll we'll go through kind of beat by beat here. So what what are the vex on a physical scale? Um, they are their brain is that white radiolaria uh, juice box, uh, and the metal body is not necessarily a body in the way that an organic body is um and uh they are they are in a lot of ways the alt one of the ultimate examples of a conductor and chorus relationship i like that i like that a lot um uh, we defined uh what they want yep they want everything to be them full stop that's, that's it that's there's it. no <laughs> there's no like there's no ulterior motive there's no like it's just it's it's a simple programming line of is this vex? Yes, then stop. Is this vex? No, make vex. Yep, that's it. Repeat like uh, just that on a loop for all of eternity. Uh, we've defined time travel. Yeah, uh, how does vex time travel? How does vex time travel work? Uh, I think those are kind of like the main parts of everything. Like now we can kind of create like a timeline of vex, yep. or like. I, so, okay. So I guess that's kind of important. A timeline of Vex in relation to us. Correct. That's yes. going to be the key moving forward with our quote-unquote history of the Vex. Because, spoiler alert, the history of the Vex is also the future of the Vex, which is also the present of the Vex. Suck on that bit of information for a second. <laughs> Yeah, the vex are vex are going to be a fun topic. I've I've always this is kind of like the last like main entity uh, or main enemy I guess that we that we come across in Destiny that I've always wanted to cover, and it's it's been really hard to really understand them. And so I, I like that we've created like this start point of like 
understanding vex at a at a yeah. base level and so now we can now we can kind of continue on and do a a history as it relates to us of vex yep. Yep. okay well then uh let's do some shout outs then yeah so we've got a couple shout outs um and one that is uh kind of a a theory that i thought was uh kind of fun to Ooh. to look at i like a good theory um so first shout out uh comes to us from Atticus Storm via uh Apple Podcasts um who's very kind uh leaving us a five star there they say, uh, as someone who got all of their lore from YouTube sources, finding you guys has made interesting has made ingesting all of the lore available so much easier. My days at work go by much quicker with you. Uh, my first episode was the Veil containment logs, and now I've got quite a few to backtrack on. Oh yeah, but the light, <laughs> the light tells me it will be well worth it. Uh, thank you guys, and please continue. Keep doing your thing. Will do. Yes. So thank I thought you. there was a theory in there. Uh, the next one. Okay. No. I was I was a little confused there. I was like, <laughs> uh, not really any theories to break down in this one, but <laughs> yeah. Now this was this was just a uh, some appreciation, which is is always nice. Thank you very much. I'm glad I do that love it. I love you enjoyed it. it. These myth. I think I've said this before. Myth sends me these in like random snippets throughout the week, and so like I'll just I'll I'll get a message and it'll just be an image of that, and it'll just I'll just have a smile the rest of the day. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but yeah, I'm. Uh, if you started with Veil Containment, I think that was a fun one. Um, I I enjoyed that one. (laughs) I so I careful on the audio of the first few. Yeah, (laughs) they're rough. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, we'll we'll give the same preface we give to everyone. Uh, you know, everyone's first YouTube video is a little rough. So so is the first podcast episode or or Uh, year of said podcast episodes. Yeah, we we were figuring out some. How we wanted to do things. We got, but, we got uh, it nailed down now, but those first yeah. few were pretty rough. But I'm excited for for you listening to the other stuff because I think I think we put out some some good things there. We did. So. We got a lot of big series. Yeah, but uh, but all right. So moving on to the next one, which is uh, also has theory attached to it. Um, this comes to us from Twitter. I. Uh, the, the website formerly yeah, known as Twitter. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> stupid. I know. Uh, it's so <laughs> fucking stupid. I can't. I can't. But uh, but so this comes to us from Scarlet. Um, and this is a, a little bit of a thread, so it's a long one. But they say, uh, always love to hear your thoughts on new seasons, especially this one. I think a lot of people like it, uh, and that's always good. I have a question that might be. Uh, a little bit of a rant, but since, as far as we know, they aren't adding another subclass. Um, for those unaware, there was a, a leak about a potential like red um, super scene in some dev footage that's been debunked by Bungie. Oh, don't uh, worry. The the theory continues because the current uh, in-game Eververse dance-off, uh, there's a chair that you stand on and oh, ride down. Yeah. And it matches all the colors of the subclass, and there is a red one in there. There's also a yellow, a yellow one for solar, but there's a sixth color, all red. And so I think yeah. either a Bungie is screwing with us, which is <laughs> not unheard of, and they will do so, or it is like everyone's theorizing, oh well, this is the other point of data that points to a new subclass coming. So yeah, not 
not a hundred percent on any point of view on that one. Yeah. But just for some context for those that weren't aware, um, Bungie has come out and said, you know, clearly with final shape, there's not going to be a new super. They're giving us the re- uh, the additional supers of, of the subclasses we already have. Yep. Um, but so to continue, Scarlet says, since as far as we know, they aren't adding another subclass, I've been thinking. Uh, we know already that the elements we have can directly oppose each other, such as arc and stasis, void and strand. Uh, and we can see why because of what they do. Um, that leaves solar. We know we're not getting another subclass in the foreseeable future, so I'm essentially thinking solar may be the opposite of itself. Uh, oh, shit. Because, it's nat- because of the nature of how it acts, it both uh, does explosions on one side and healing on the other. A lot of duality within the subclass. Uh, yeah. Why the hell not? It also it also makes it hard to like change the little shape next to your subclass because there's a node that's a perfect little diamond and fits four little diamonds perfectly in it with one equipped. <laughs> so you have five. Like if they make a sixth, what does that change that shape to? And then it's just super annoying to program because then there's a blank spot and then everyone's mind goes, "Well, there's a blank spot. We got to have another one to fill the blank spot." So yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of leery of a new subclass coming. I think five is is it. But I could be yeah, wrong. Yeah, we'll we'll see. But uh, but this last little bit it was kind of cool, and I I did not know this. Um, so I said my my last linchpin in this theory uh, is that in game you can destroy a Nova bomb with a strand grapple. Get the and hell the out same, of here! I I was not aware of this. Either. Oh, you know uh, what's going to happen now? We're about to go do some testing. Yeah, uh, they say, and at the same time, a Titan and Hunter's solar melees, a hammer and a knife will deflect each other. Get the hell out of here. Who the hell was able to... I want to know the timing. On, do you, okay, hold on a second. Can we just <laughs> like drop this whole debate for a second and pick up a new debate of who the hell deflected a hammer with a knife? And uh, Jesus. Like, that's super cool. <laughs> okay, pick debate back up. Yeah, so... Uh, and then they, they end off. Um, anyway, love the podcast. Uh also, Exodorus has a 69 reload. Hot. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Hot. Uh, but no, so the, the main theory here um, seems to be that, you know, the subclasses we've seen so far um, have these kind of direct relations to each other. Uh, arc and stasis being the, like, go fast, go slow. Yep. Um Void and strand is a little more abstract. Yeah. <laughs> void, void, I usually think of more as like gravitational. And I guess strand allows you to move freely. Um, but I think maybe they're basing that off of the in game mechanic of that, you know, a, a grapple will kill a, a Nova bomb. I've got um, like, okay, do they mean like a grapple melee? Or like I don't just know. or just grappling a Nova bomb will kill it. You know we've got uh, to test one, that. One now. way to find out. One we, way to we're find gonna out. test that. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna figure out what, what that actually means. Uh and then the fact that a Titan and Hunter both solar will cancel each other out. Um so they're thinking, you know, solar is, it is, is its, its own, own opposite. Yeah, no, I got Now you. I like the idea of perhaps solar 
is you know is its own duality. It, it encompasses both that healing and Fu- the fusion and side. fission. The the fusion of of two particles coming together and fission of the breakdown of two particles. Yeah. Uh, now the the one thing that I think um, I, I want to. I, I'm not trying to poke poke a hole or anything in in the theory here. Oh, that we will poke holes. This will happen. Void, void, and strand. I don't necessarily think are opposites. If you're purely basing it off of the the interaction between a strand grapple and a nova bomb, because speaking from experience, a lot of shit kills a nova bomb. <laughs> uh, a gold a golden gun kills a nova bomb. A needle storm kills a nova bomb, which I guess is strand. Uh, A thunder crash can kill a nova bomb. Uh, If I shoot it enough with a sniper, I can kill a nova bomb. Yeah. So, needless to say, unfortunately, a lot of things kill a nova. So, I don't know that that necessarily means that void and strand are opposites. Um, But I do like the idea for sure of solar kind of being its all encompassing thing. Yeah, I, 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 I'm going off the idea of like fusion and fission, like yeah, that's yeah, I get that, that that to me would be the the key, um, splitting of atom or combining of two molecules to create a new atom, like that's yeah, that's I I yeah I could see it either way, but I'm 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 gonna, I'm I'm gonna err well I don't want to say err on side of caution I'm I'm gonna say that it could be, uh its own thing. Like I said, I just going off of pure visuals of like the, the guardian subclass screen and saying, well, this perfect node creates four perfect spaces with one equip. There's five, like that's it. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, I, I think from a programming standpoint, I don't think they like, unless they create it as like a square of them, but I don't know. I don't think that's happening. I never know. They could change it up. They could, but, could be uh, a circle, could be a giant triangle. Oh. Oh shit, triangles and circles. <laughs> I done I done eight my own words there. There you go. But uh but yeah, so that's that's it for our shout outs for the for this episode. Um I say if you liked what you heard and you want to give us some support, you can leave a review on your platform of choice. Uh just a couple stars. Um always helps us out if you feel strongly enough and you want to leave a uh, text review we really enjoy looking at those as well and reading through them or you can reach out to us on twitter at myths and stories z instead of an s uh, and you may see yourself as a future shout out yeah all right uh let's see here let me give a thank you then um i'm gonna thank the dinosaurs for deciding to eat their neighbor but at least bickering over it. All right. Anything else, Myth? No, that's it. All righty. Well, then from all of us Lord Daddies to all of you Guardians out there, we'll see you next time. <laughs>